again jay malcolm bring it to you not the weekly recap like we usually do because it's pretty big and i guess COVID times because usually canada day signals the start of this but it's free agency time yeah. in the nhl i'm sure everyone's been seeing the pure finesse instagram stories we've been working really hard to try to keep up with all this and jay's been going first. off on there yeah, breaking it to you first before you get it to the score of Bleacher Report, TSN, or Sportsnet, whoever, wherever you get your sports feeds from. It's been a production. I'm not gonna lie. It's been a, it's it's been it's been a. I'm happy it's reading week. Yeah, you know if it wasn't, it would be a struggle. Yeah, that's facts. Before Friday, me and Malcolm made our top twenty free agency lists and Cable destinations we would think they would be going to. Yeah. Malcolm, would you say that we kind of underestimate underestim underestimated the real GM's jobs here? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Just uh, for <laughs> Don't think we made that up correct. <laughs> mm -hmm. But we'll be breaking down every single signing in our top 20 because the, the, the biggest signings rather than just your like your one year for $1 million that aren't making that big satisfaction. But I'm sure we have deals that we like for both some teams that aren't listed in the top 20. Yeah. Let's start off. Number one. Is the biggest fish yeah. in the market right now. Your St. Louis Blues captain, Alex Petrangelo. Who do you think he was going to sign for? But he still remains unsigned now. Okay, who I thought, who I don't think has a chance for him anymore. Who I thought was Calgary, the Calgary Flames. I thought he was going to go to the Flames. Uh, I thought it just made sense. You brought up points where it made sense to me as well, where it'd be uh, just the team that they would have. It wouldn't cost that much. They'd have Giordano and Petrangelo as their like, most expensive defensemen, and their core would be really good. But now there's been other signings that have swayed that, I think. And then there's talks that he's narrowed it down to two different teams. So, yeah, who did you think for Petrangelo? Yeah, the hometown boy. That was yeah. a big hometown discount in Toronto. But we obviously know now that it's not going to happen due to another signing we'll get to real quick. But Kyle Dubas, GM of the Leafs, did say that they were nowhere near close on Alex Petrangelo because obviously he was, gonna, he was going to have to take a hometown discount to come play for Toronto. Yeah, because they are in some made there in some salary cap hell right now. But like you said, yeah, Vegas right now is the front runner. Like you saw in Pure Finesse IG stories, he's in Vegas right now, touring the city, trying to figure it's out if he's run. if to him or not. But yeah, I said on IG stories today that I will not be shocked if Detroit trying to make tries to make a run after Trangelo. That'd be nasty. But I'm sure he wants to go to a contending team rather than a rebuilding team. But I would not think that Detroit will make a bid. No, I don't, I don't think so either. So it looks like it kind of looks like, like we know he's going to go. The number two guy uh, on the list here is still unsigned too. So the top two still not signed. Taylor Hall, uh, where did you have him going originally? Yeah, I had him going to the Nashville Predators. Well, he still can. He's, I think he's, he's going towards the Nashville Predators. Not that we've heard that they are an emerging team, or I, we've heard, I should say, an emerging team, which is Nashville, but – they cleared a lot of salary yeah. in the last couple of weeks, dealing, I believe it was Nick Benino to the Wild, 
was one, and they got they bought out Kyle Turris. Yeah. So they are clearing space for a big free agency signing, and I would not think that they need any help defensively because you have one of the best top four defensive cores in all of the NHL. That's been Tosi, Ellis, Ekholm. Like, it's, it's, there's some studs on this defense. Or trophy winner, Yossi. Exactly. Yeah. So, I and someone needs to play with Duchesne, right? I think they've been lacking a secondary goal scorer. And, like, Forsberg is there. You have Duchesne. Victor Arvidsson had an off year. I think Taylor Hall will be perfect in Nashville. They get rid of Salamaki, too. Like, they're young guns. So, I, that does make sense to me, honestly. For me, it was a bit of bias, but it kind of does make sense as well. I had him go to the Montreal Canadiens. And they've just been looking for that offensive threat for so long. Uh, ever since they traded Pat Reddy, who was like their top guy, they didn't really have someone to ever step up other than like maybe like Thomas Tatar or someone like that. or um, Max Domi. Ma- Max Domi, who did play well last year. You had guys like Paul Byron helping out Bra- Brendan Gallagher. But there was, never, the league. there was never yeah, – Paul Byron's fast guy in the league. But there was never a guy who stood out and said, hey, I'm the most offensively talented person on this team and I can produce a lot of points and put up – over like 70 points, 80 points. This guy's a former MVP, Taylor Hall. And Carey's Price's window is closing. Like people have been saying, I think he only has a couple of years left where he's going to be like legitimate Carey Price. So if he does want to get a cup, which he well deserves, I think they need to add someone like Taylor Hall. Bergevin did just sign Josh Anderson to that 70-year deal. So I don't know how likely it's looking. They still do have some cap space left, but it's not looking too good right now. In my I, thought was, I thought it was a great bargain on Josh Anderson to get him under $6 million. I think that's yeah. an absolute steal. Yeah. But Taylor, I, I, Montreal is one of the teams interested that we know of on Taylor Hall right now. So I would not think they would close the door very quickly on Taylor oh, yeah. Hall going to the Canadians. But yeah. they're the only team that we've been talking like the Pierre Finesse, sources tell Pierre Finesse, that Taylor Hall is talked to, and that's the Montreal Canadiens. But I've what we've been hearing is there's there's several teams, but the only one that we know is Montreal. Number <laughs> I would three. go crazy if that happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think he could handle the Canadian market because he's played for Edmonton before and he knows the scrutiny of a Canadian market. And Especially I'm sure some, and, and some players can't. Yeah. I think Taylor Hall would be just fine in Montreal. Yeah. Okay. But number three, the first guy that actually be signed of yeah. our top 20 is former Bruins defenseman now, Tory Krug. Who did you th- who did you have him going to before free agency started? So I had him going to Vegas. So Vegas now, like we said, looking at Petrangelo. So I thought they're in the market for a D. So it did make sense. Um, they are in the market for a D still. And he didn't end up going there. And where he where did he end up, Jay? Yeah, he went to Petrangelo's former. Or we don't know yet, but Petrangelo's <laughs> home in St. Louis. Seven years, $6.5 million per season to be there. So he's going to get paid handsomely to be there as well. I had him going to Detroit just for the sole purpose that they don't really have any defense they talk about in Detroit. And they need somebody. Like they're, I would think they're only one or two years away from making the playoffs. And yeah. to put Tory Krug on a long-term deal, I think he's younger than Petrangelo too. It would just make a lot more sense to have him rather than Petrangelo. Although a lot more upside with Petrangelo because he is a Stanley Cup champion. Tory Krug is a great player. He plays with that edge, and he's going to slide in. I think he's going to be playing top D pair with either Justin Falk or Colin Pareko. Yeah, and he was going off on Twitter today. Robert like, Thomas was pretty Robert excited Thomas. to see him. Did we become yeah. best friends. And then David Pasternak, him and her, <laughs> they had a good relationship, Tory Krug and Pasternak, and he's just been funny on Twitter. But, 
Yeah, and they, obviously Boston couldn't afford to keep him. That was no. obvious. He said even he even said Boston didn't even talk to him. They didn't even. Yeah, so him. that was an interesting development. So last year, before this Krug had the one year left on his contract, Bruins offered him six years at I believe six point five million dollars. Krug said no. Frequency came up again this year. That same offer was off the table, and Bruins never offered him anything else. So it just never came back up. I'm sure. I'm sure Troy Krug wanted to resign in Boston because I'm sure anybody who's Boston Bruins fans knows how good that team is. Yeah. So to lose Troy Krug is a big, big blow. So I don't know if they're going to fill it this year in free agency or it'll be through the draft, be a trade. I don't know, but it needs to happen soon, I think, to ferret it down because they're losing – I think they're losing their captain this year too because Sadeo Chara is a free agent. Yeah. Well, I think he wants to stay in Boston, but I don't know if they're going to be able to keep him. But we're going to move along, and we're going to move along to the first goaltender who did get signed, and that was – Former Vancouver Canucks uh, goaltender Jacob Markstrom. I actually had him re-signing with the Canucks, and that's where I thought he was going to go. Where did you have him? Yeah, I had him going to the Chicago Blackhawks after we oh. heard that Court Crawford was bought out. Yeah, but uh, I don't. I I really didn't think he was ending up in Vancouver just because of how good Thatcher Demko played in the playoffs. Yeah, facts. And we know now that I guess they have to wait a little bit on Thatcher Demko to see what he really is made of because they've made a splash obviously in signing a goaltender in free agency, but Markstrom's moving just across the province to Alberta to Calgary for $6 million per year at for six years. It seems so, to be kind of like a, t- a trend with Calgary signing all these Vancouver. Uh, and it's going to be, if fans are allowed in the buildings next year, it's going to be some good old fashioned Vancouver Calgary rivalry. Yeah. I can't wait. But this is probably their best goaltender since Mika Kiprasov left. Yeah, honestly. Brad Tree Living finally has his guy now. I think in the last, I would like to say 10 or 12 years that Tree Living's been there and as the GM, they've uh, only they've had they've been through 11 goalies. Yeah, a lot of goalies. Mike Smith oh, no, six Kent years. Calvary. Excuse me, six years with Tree Living being there, they've been through 11 goalies. Yeah. And I think they've, they've found their niche in Jacob Markstrom. Dustin Bufflin is another curious name that we've been peering around. Is number five on our free agency list. Still not signed. But you had him actually coming out of retirement? Yeah, I actually think he's going to go. You, I know you think he goes uh, – you don't think he's going to get signed, right? Well, uh, let's, just, let's just go with your story here, Malcolm, because I have some more – I have some insider news. Well, let's, I want to hear the insider news before I speak like an idiot. Oh, before we go to anything else, the Leafs have just signed defenseman Zach Bogosian to a one-year, $1 million deal. A one-year, $1 million, Zach that's, uh That's toughness and defense what they need. Let's got to break it down on just the and stories. And where, where was Bogosian last? Tampa Bay, I believe. Was he with Tampa while he's been all mm-hmm. over? But back to Bufflin, where I think he, where he's going to go is bring a veteran presence to the Buffalo Sabres and be a big boy in Buffalo. Obviously, Buffalo's no good team. They're not a great team. They're always choking after September, October. But uh, I saw him going there and helping out Jack Eichel and just bringing a veteran presence to the locker room for Buffalo. But as you think, what, what do you think is going to happen with Buffalo? So – Pure finesse inside or insiders tell pure finesse. Minnesota Wild were in on Dustin Bufflin. Really? Uh, he's from the state of Minnesota. Yeah. But he has said that he is not coming back to play. He's that retiring. Is, yeah, he is retired. He is not playing anywhere. So I guess you can check that one up for your kid. But I did hear that before that happened. So that's an X. The cop out. Retired. <laughs> yes, he is <laughs> retired. 
You go, then we go number six, then former Ottawa Senator and uh, right now Florida Panther is Mike Hoffman. And Hoffman, I had where did you have him going initially? He's still not signed, but where no, do you have that's him? right. I think that's one of the biggest fishes to fall to. I think he's probably has the most lethal shot in all of the NHL, first he's of all. Disgusting. He's nasty. Just not a great teammate, but that's for another, that's for another day to talk about. Carlson, not the good team. Uh, I have him going to the Buffalo Sabres because you need somebody to play with Jack Eichel, and Jack Eichel has made that perfectly clear. He wants somebody to play with, and there's nobody better, I think, that can shoot the puck than Mike Hoffman. It's perfect. I think it's a perfect match. But I don't know if the dollar figure isn't working. He doesn't want to go because Buffalo isn't the most enticing free agent market to go. But fans are awesome. Just like it's no, it's no LA or Miami. But to play with Jack Eichel, I think, is all you need to hear, I think, unless you're not pitching him that. But I think that needs to happen. I, I think Mike Hoffman will still end up in Buffalo. I think that's a good – like, I think that's a very good place for him to end up, honestly. I had him somewhere close to Buffalo. I had him in New York, Long Island, with the Islanders, though. That's where I think he's going to end up. I think him fitting in with the Islanders, just adding another offensive weapon with, like, Barzell, Anders Lee, Beauvillier, all these guys, it's just another – threat to add for the Islanders and I think they can make a deeper push next year uh, into the playoffs and become a contending team for the Stanley Cup. Mike Hoffman like you said lethal shot so if the Islanders add them just look out for them next year but I think realistically uh, the Sabres does make more sense but I would love to see him go to the Islanders. You know, we think that it makes a lot of sense and then we've been wrong on every single pick so far so I mean who knows what's going to happen next. But we stick with the Florida Panthers with their players. And next up is just behind him, Mike Hoffman, is Evgeny Dadanov, who I don't think is a whole much of a household name outside of Florida. But he's put up 20-plus goals, 50-plus points. I don't think he leaves the state of Florida, do you? Uh, Dadanov, I, yeah, I think so too. Like you said, Hoffman or Dadanov, one of them had to stay. And I think Dadanov's going to be the guy that does stay. He's younger. Uh He's very good. I think Florida is able to keep him, so I do think that he stays. And one of the f- free agents that does stay with their team. Uh, yeah, me too. I think we haven't seen a lot of resign, like anybody resigning yeah. with teams. The only guys I can think of that have been resigned is Patrick Maroon, yeah. who actually went to free agency and went and signed with Tampa, and Anton Kudobin, the goalie for Dallas, for three has years. resigned. So that's the only two I can really think of right now. But I think, yeah, again, down on I think is too important to Florida. I think he does more than just what he does, five on five, power play, penalty kill. And I think a lot of players are going to be pitching to keep him there. I don't know about Mike Hoffman because, you know, his backstory with teammates. <laughs> next. Next Tyler, is, yeah. Yeah, next is Tyler Toffoli. So right from the Canucks. Again, a lot of Vancouver Canucks out there this year on the UFA uh, market. But – he unfortunately he actually didn't get signed i thought originally he was going to stay with the canucks as well but he did get signed elsewhere to the boston bruins we don't know that yet don't know that yet we don't know that yet no don't know that yet maybe i was just reading too far on your the i was trying to keep up with the instagram posts yeah they've been bruins are the front runner to land tyler to follow there's no signing or contract dispersed yet where did you have him going initially though I honestly, I think he was re-signing with Vancouver. I think he was yeah. just, I think it's a great fit. Like almost, I always, I look at Tyler Toffoli and I think power forward. I don't know why. He's like LA, LA, LA Kings player. I just yeah. automatically assume he's power forward. Yeah. And to play with a guy like Elias Pettersson, who, you know, isn't the most jack guy in the world. Yeah. Play a little 
play a little tough. Like that's why you bring Josh Anderson into Montreal, play beside Jonathan Truant and play the physical edge, right? Yeah. So I think it's a great fit in Vancouver. And I don't know, they haven't really made other signings yet because they let Tanev walk. They let Markstrom walk. They just, another goaltender they signed, but no one really else is. They let Troy Stetcher walk. Troy Stetcher is gone. So they, they have a lot of money freed up. I think Tyler Tapoli can still have a chance to resign with Vancouver. Yeah, hopefully they do get it because it does make sense for them to keep them. Yes. Next up, Tyson Barry, former Maple Leafs defenseman, former Avalanche defenseman. It just did not work. And I'm, I'm sure Leafs fans will tell you that. I'm sure anybody fans of hockey will tell you that. It just it did not gel in Toronto with Tyson Barry and the Leafs. I think it hurt a lot of Leafs fans that it didn't gel. I think he took, a, he took the brunt of – the Leafs defense last year not working and I, I think it was wrongfully accused on Tyson Barry you know he was playing with a subpar subpar partner at best the whole year he wasn't playing with Jake Muzzin or Morgan Riley he was playing with like Justin Hall Martin Marincin some nobodies that you know that pick corn for a living besides playing hockey so it, it, it just didn't work like Tyson Barry is at his best as a 70 point defenseman and he should be getting up towards of seven, eight, nine million dollars. But as we know now, he's not going to be getting seven, eight, nine million dollars, and it will not be for long term. But I really had him going to Calgary. What about you? Uh, I didn't go to same in Canada. I'm going to Winnipeg though, and we're both off there, both kind of close, keeping it in Canada. But he did go elsewhere. Did he end up? Yeah, I, uh, one year, four million dollars to a uh, pretty good team in the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah, and they've been looking for defense, man. That's no surprise. That's, that's been no – it hasn't been quiet that they need a defense. Didn't Oscar Clefbaum is still yeah. up in the air. Pardon me? I was just going to say, like, yeah. what, what's up with Clefbaum? Like, what's going on with him? So, we, it's still really up in the air. He's, he's having off-season surgery. If he's not having off-season surgery, we don't know. If he's play, being placed on long-term IR to free more cap space, we don't know. But Tyson Barry, I think, is going to be a great fit in Edmonton. You put him beside Darnell Nurse, who's a – I think that's going to be a disgusting pairing. Just thinking about it right now, little uh, sports gasm. But he's going to be quarterback in the league's best power play, which is already lethal with McDavid and Dreisaitl. I think he just gets better, and he gets out of the Toronto market, which I think is very, very important. <laughs> but I had him going to Calgary just because that there's a lot of Uf uh, two big UFAs on Calgary's back end that we know aren't going to be back. And they really don't have an offensive-minded defenseman in Calgary. I know Mark Giordano is a perennial Norris Trophy candidate, but he's really Most, he's not really known yeah. as being an offensive player. And Tyson Berry is yeah. known for being an offensive-type player. Like, like TJ Brody, we know, is not going to be there. Travis Hamannick is leaning towards going out of Calgary, and both of those guys are defensively-minded. So to bring in somebody like Tyson Berry would, be, would have been great. But – Edmonton, and just the rich get richer. Yeah, that's facts. Like, they, they already have all the offensive weapons they need. So, like you said, adding Tyson Berry, just smart move, like realistic move for them. And they I, need I, it. I would say a bargain of $4 million. Yeah, $4 million. And for a year, I know it's not long-term. We'll see how it works out. It's and if they the, does the, well. It, he's been on himself for one year. One year, Like, if he does well, he's going to get back up to that $7, $8 million range that he deserves to be at. Exactly, yeah. Uh, number 10, we have Eric Holla. So here is also on the Panthers this year. So the third Panthers player to reach free agency. I actually had him. I, he's still not signed. I still have him re-signing with the Panthers. I think the Panthers will keep on, like, hold on to him. 
I don't know if he wants to get, stay in Florida. That's the only thing. But I think it's the right thing and the most sensible thing that Florida keeps him and tries to keep him. What do you yeah. think? I would, to put this as nice as possible, I think I'm going to squash the rumors on Eric Hall going to Florida. I, just because I think they, they signed Alexander Wenberg yeah. to a one-year deal, I think $2.2 million after he was bought out by Columbus. So I don't know if they want to have another. I think Eric Hall is going to be upwards of three, four, five million million just because of how good he plays. I think I think he makes a return to Carolina to go to her yeah. Carolina Hurricanes. They've been mulling around Taylor. I know Taylor Hall's name has been mulled around in Carolina to see where he want if he that would be a nice fit. But I don't know. I think depth at center I think is a question mark in Carolina because I really can't name you a Carolina center. Really, I just, the best player on that team is Sebastian Aho and he's a winger. Sebastian is a winger. Not worse. Not that I'm saying Eric Hall is a first line center caliber player. But that's a good positions, Yes, yeah. absolutely. He does, but he does it both ways too. He plays well offensively and defense, defensively. He's a very well rounded player. Yeah, he is. But we've mentioned this, we've hinted at this name a couple of times in the show. Braden Holtby had a, I think, to put it nicely, it was an off year. Yeah. <laughs> For the nicely. whole cap scheme, kind of. Save percentage under 900 was the glaring stat of free agency day to start it off. But he's getting paid. I, I would say he's getting paid. He's going to Vancouver, two years, $4.3 million per year. Do you like the deal? I like the deal for the Oilers. I mean, not for the Oilers, for the Canucks. But I really thought, like we said, Markstrom was going to stay, but obviously he didn't. I thought he was going to end up in Detroit, and Detroit would have, like you said, their number one goaltender. But they looked on to Thomas Grice now. Thomas Grice! So they signed him. So for Vancouver, I do like the deal. I think Hopi wants more money, but he's going to have to prove himself. Yeah, you're telling me. Tremendously. So if he has a good – how long was it? Four years, you said? Two years at $4.3 million. At $4.3 million. So, yeah, if he wants some more money, because he's one of those goaltenders who's, like, always been, like, star-studded goaltender, always talked about, like, one of the elites up with the Carey Price and whatnot. And last year just didn't have a great year. So he's going to have to have a good year with the Canucks, which they might be able to. Uh, and maybe he can get an extension and get some more money. But right now he just has to play, prove himself. So first, the Leafs made the playoffs the first time and who knows how long because they suck. 2016-2017 season. Rookie season for all the young kids, Matthews, Marner, Nylander. They played the Capitals, and Blaine Holpe was obviously the goaltender. And then after that series, I thought he was the most overrated goaltender in all the NHL. Yeah, I don't like him either. Don't get me wrong. Uh, he is a Stanley Cup champion, I'll give you that. But $4.3 million for two years, it's a, I think it's a, it's a bargain for a Stanley Cup winning goalie. Yeah. I, I think it makes sense in Vancouver. I thought Dr. Demko was supposed to be the guy. Yeah. But it is two years. So – but who, he could be backing up Demko. They give Demko some looks, and he starts playing way better than Hopi. Hopi's riding the bench. And to, to precursor, it's, it's not far off. It's the Seattle expansion draft. They're not yeah. protecting Braden Hopi. No. There is no, there's not a no-movement clause in his contract. So I think your next Seattle Kraken goaltender will be this guy's talking about it right now, Braden Hopi. That's a good prediction. Heard it here first. Mm-hmm. But I had him going to Edmonton. Just because he's a veteran, he's a veteran goaltender. He knows what to do. He knows how to win. This and, team and is very young and very unexperienced. Very unexperienced team. Yeah. So to bring like Mike Smith was like he's he's coming back to he's going back to Edmonton one year two million dollars Mike Smith. Exactly. But I thought that's it. Braden Holpe is no question an upgrade than Mike Smith. 
But the glaring contract on that Edmonton Oilers team is that they have four and a half million dollars tied away to Miko Koskinen of all. Jeez, man. So that is the glaring, and that is not obviously not a Ken Holland contract giving away. <laughs> but that is what's haunting Edmonton right now to making any big signings. Obviously, Tyson Berry is an exception. But I think you would have heard a lot of one of these big name goalies going to Edmonton, if not for $49 million being tied to Koskinen. That's true. And they need that number because you can't be, you can't rely on Mike Smith forever because he's getting older every day. Um, We move along to some good news for the Maple Leafs fans. So TJ Brody signed with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, He signed at what? He signed at four years, $5 million per year to Toronto. So a good, good deal for them, honestly, because TJ Brody's a good defensive defenseman and he can produce offensively. And I think that's what Toronto needs right now. I thought he was going to go to New Jersey. New Jersey looking for a number two, like with Sammy Vatten in there as well. Also, who's hitting free agency. But um, I thought he was going to New Jersey. He's a good fit in Toronto. He's a hometown kid in Toronto. I think he's going to mesh well. I think he's going to be do very well. And he's been actually underrated with Calgary for such a long time. Like, when you think about it, he's been playing. Who did he play with in Calgary? Giordano. He was playing with Giordano, right? So he's number one defensive pairing in Calgary. So I think it's a good move for Toronto, which I hate Toronto, but. I'll say it's a good move by them. Yeah. So we're just going to leave talk right now because I think it's the perfect time. Yeah, I'll let you go. <laughs> Four years, $5 million a year for TJ Brody, okay? So they did sign Wayne the Train. Love the signing. One year, $1.5 million per year. They're in some serious cap crunches now. Like we said on Pure Finesse IG last night, saying that there are more moves coming. The moves came. Andreas <laughs> Johnson has been traded to the New Jersey Devils. How are you, TJ Brody, former your team that they thought Peter Brody was going to for uh, his name's Anderson. He's going to be yeah. a leaf. Who knows? He's going to be a leaf. Yeah. Congratulations. The Leafs had three, $3.5 million in salary. They were over the cap by a million dollars coming into today. And you're allowed to be 10% over the cap until I believe the first day of preseason. So you're essentially allowed to have, if I do the math correctly, just over $89 million in salary tied up so they're allowed they're okay but i think there are still more moves coming regards to tj brody it's a home run for toronto fans i think no left-handed shot but plays the right side you finally have a deep pairing for morgan riley that's gonna be a great 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 deep pairing just a little sports devlin right now but Jake Muzzin is now going to be set as your second-line defenseman. He doesn't have to play more than he what he needs to play. They just signed Sack Bogosian, so maybe that's your second-line pairing, which would be absolutely disgusting to have two huge guys playing. Have or massive guys. You just you spread the wealth, and you put Dermot with Muzzin, or you put your young stud Sandine with Muzzin, or vice versa with Bogosian. It's great. Dubas is answering the call, yeah, whether you is. like to believe it or not. A lot of people like to hate on him. Brock Dubas is doing the best job he can. And whether you like to hear it or not, he has done more with answering defensive woes than any of the past general managers in the last 10 years, which has been their ailing problem for the last 10 years is in their defense. And he has mm-hmm. been doing the most to fix that problem, whether you like to believe it or not. So there's a lot of Dubas haters out there. Yes, there are. <clears throat> but with that all being said, I will not be surprised if William Nylander has moved. Yeah, I would. I see Nylander getting traded for sure. But mm-hmm. I think that's the trade that they're willing to do, and it's going to be beneficial to the team. Not really. And this is 
this is going to be trying to shape their future because there's a lot of expiring contracts coming up, not this year, but the year after. You have Zach Hyman due, Morgan Riley in two years, Freddie Anderson after this year. Mikheyev has just entered arbitration, so he is going to be, I don't think he's going to be as, as cheap as the Leafs fans want him to be. And Travis Dermott, we haven't heard if he's going to be in arbitration or not, but he is a restricted free agent, and he's going to be commanding upwards of $2, 3000000 million, I think, as well. Jeez. So the Leafs are not done making moves. Yeah, I don't think so. But I thought, back to TJ Brody, I thought he was re-signing with Calgary. Yeah. I think that playing with Mark Giordano is just too good of a price to ask for. Like, you're playing with the Norris caliber defenseman. I think I think you would be willing to take a hometown discount. But speaking of hometown, he comes back to Toronto. I'm sure everyone's seen the video of him shooting pucks at the Skulls competition in Leafland. Yeah. So, it's it's a good thing. But I like to point out that every free agent acquisition the Leafs have had in the last couple of seasons, they've all been from Toronto. Like, no one wants to play in Toronto except for people from Toronto. Jason Spezza. <laughs> John Tavares. Wayne yeah. Simmons. Yeah. TJ Brody. They're all Other Toronto players. kids. Yeah, that's true. Makes me sick. I guess the time up next. Sammy Vatten is still on the free agent market. Uh, he's been, he's bounced around. I like to say like he's played with Anaheim. He's played with Jersey. So I, I think he's a very good offensive defenseman. Obviously he's not your top end pairing, but I think he brings a lot to a death position and a team that needs defense. And one of them, I don't know if it is now after hearing the rumors for Petrangelo, but I think he ends up in Vegas before we all thought that. Wow. So if they don't land Petrangelo, which I think is pretty slim right now, but yeah. he's a cap friendly player. I think an, an ailing salary team like Vegas, I think it fits perfectly. Yeah, I, I think he's going to resign with New Jersey. I think he's going to stay there, uh, play a little bit more with PK. Why not? Um, but I don't know. It's all up in the air. Vegas would be a good fit for him, but I think, like you said, Petriangelo is going to be looking like he's going to be signing there. And it's, it's not like it, it, there is no secret right now where Sammy Vatten is going. We haven't heard any rumors about any team interested in Sammy Vatten for the the poor guy kind of fell off yeah i know he's kind of an unsung player right now in free agency yeah. but we'll see where he goes we'll let you know right away we'll jay will on the instagram page number 14 we have kevin shattenkirk uh obviously stanley cup champion with the tampa bay lightning this year i thought he was going to resign with tampa i thought he was going to stay um didn't make much sense to where he went he did go to Anaheim for three years at $3.9 million per year. So Anaheim gets their good, uh, good defenseman there because they've been bad. Like, like, like you said, like all these California teams have been bad. We mentioned this before. We never really were used to it, so they want to not get used to it either, and they want to <laughs> start having some good players. Kevin Shattenkirk, not a bad player. He just won the cup going to Anaheim. So where did you have him going originally, though? I had him going to Vancouver. I, I really uh, didn't think that Chris Tanev, I will get to in a second, which he didn't. But I didn't think he was going to resign in Vancouver. And I think the perfect match for Chris Tanev's game was Kevin Shattenkirk. Offensive defenseman, I think uh, Shattenkirk-Hughes, top-end pairing, would have been unbelievable. And I guess, I don't know why Vancouver didn't pitch that to Shattenkirk, because I think he would have signed there no problem. But and he, he does end up in Anaheim. And I think it's, it's not the most sexiest place to go right now. Obviously, Anaheim's a perfect place to go weather-wise. But... He's a, going to be a great mentor to the guy that just drafted him, Jamie Drysdale. So yeah. you see your top four looks like Shattenkirk, Camp Fowler, 
Hampus Lindholm, Jamie Drysdale. Like that's a, that's I think that's a solid top four, depending yeah. on how Jimmy Drysdale comes out of the gates as a rook. But Anaheim, I don't know. They might they might be pushing for a playoff spot next year, depending on how they think they are, because they have the goalie in John Gibson. Yeah. But they just need their rooks, their young guns, to step it up, and guess hopefully guess love has a couple more years in the tank. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> uh, we stick with depth defensemen, and Brendan Dillon is a name that is still surfacing around. Spent last year with the Capitals. He's been with, I believe, San Jose. Mm-hmm, yep. Where did you have him going to? I think he needs to. I think the Capitals need to keep him. Um, it can't be losing too many key players, key depth players. I think Brendan Dillon's just one of those players that's really been beneficial to them. And like with their cup run, especially a couple years ago, what was that? 2018 was yeah, even, sure. yeah, 2018. So yeah, I think they need to keep him. So he's still unsigned, but I still think that he's going to sign with the Capitals. Where do you think? Well, I think this is coming increasingly more likely after the developments we've just heard over the past couple of hours. I had him going to Colorado even before this all happened, but the trade that's broke is that, the, one of the most hard-hitting defensemen in the league, Nikita Zadorov, is on his way to Chicago yeah. for Brandon Saad, a couple other players that have been placed in that trade, but I don't think they're making huge NHL impacts. But those that's the biggest deal. Uh, the same agent actually represents both Zadorov and Brandon Saad, so it's kind of funny. That's pretty funny. Uh, the Hawks are going to retain a million dollars of Saad's $6 million contract, so that plays into effect of what the Avs have to do for agency-wise. So they are now in need of a defenseman. So Brendan Dillon, I think, is a good fit in Colorado. Not that I'm sure everybody right now in free agency wants to go to Colorado because of all the talent they have. Nasty. They signed, I believe they, they did sign their restricted free agent, Andre Burakovsky, Burakovsky. to a four-year contract at $5 million per year. Don't quote yeah. me on it. But just and they that. signed uh, Salamaki to one year from Nashville, too, who's a good so, young offensive threat, too. The Larry Reed right now is in the blue line that fills Zadorov's hole. So I think Brandon Dillon, I think, will do it just a fine job. Yeah. And then we you mentioned this name before, Chris Tanev, uh, on the Canucks, right? So he was with the Canucks. And I thought he was going to go to the Ottawa Senators. I thought the Sens were going to sign him, just get that presence in there to play with Shabbat. Because obviously they're still a young team in Ottawa, and obviously very young team. Uh, with the big signing of Matt Murray as well for you. Absolutely. Locked him up. He's excited for the rebuild. Um, but he, Chris Tanev, did not go to Ottawa. He was actually signed. He signed with Calgary for one year at $4 million. Um, where did you have him going uh, before Calgary? Well, this is, yeah, I thought I had him going to St. Louis to fill the whole Petrangelo was going to be with missed. Yeah. Right handed shot. Both of them are right-handed shots. Both are very well respected in the locker room, which, again, I think it becomes underappreciated in today's game and how good the locker room guys are. Uh, but Tori Krug, obviously, is going to fill that hole. Chris Tanev's a good player. Like He's been in the Vancouver for 10 years. He isn't the most, again, not, it's not the sexiest numbers. But he's good in the locker room, and the guys love him, and he, he does a good job defensively. And Calgary's going to – they got a good one in Calgary. I think he's playing with Giordano. I think there's no question yeah. about it yeah. because we don't know what other defensemen they have to add. Because I don't think they're going to be re-signing Travis Hamannick. We'll get into it in a second. Yeah. But they have Rasmus Anderson on the back end. Yusuf Alamaki, who's a young player who really hasn't panned out for them just yet. I believe they drafted him in 2017 and we're into the 2020-21 season and hasn't played a season there. Mm-hmm. So 
I don't know if that experiment's done or we don't know, but I think this is totally fun. off script. But yeah. one experiment that has not panned out at all, and that is for the Buffalo Sabres, is Casey Middlestad. Yeah, honestly. He was supposed to be the savior. He was unbelievable in the World Juniors. Disgusting. Canada. Yeah. But it just hasn't panned out in the NHL for Middlestad. He just, I don't know, he just can't find his niche. He's pooping the bed in the A. And I think a lot of people were counting on Casey Mills had to be that number two center behind Eichel, and it just hasn't worked out. As it happened. But Chris Tanups is going to Calgary, and he's playing with Giordano. So do you think uh, the Flames, well, with Mark Markstrom, are they perennials to win the Pacific next year? I think they're going to make a good run for it. They're just trying to do everything they can to make this team have more depth. And if everyone remains healthy, then, yeah, I think they have a good chance at winning it next year. But obviously, we know not everyone stays healthy. Yeah. One name that we have that's kind of been, again, quiet to the average hockey fan is Eric Gustafson, defenseman for the Blackhawks, a good depth player, solid defensively. Again, not some sexy numbers that you really like to have for defensemen, but big body, plays a defensive game well. Uh, I think it's going to be lethal. I think he's going to be resigning with Chicago. Because I don't think he's going to be commanding upwards of $4 million. So I think it's just a good bargain for Chicago to have him on the back end. And to play with Sidorov, I think it's going to be an absolutely disgusting pairing. That's a nasty pairing right there, yeah. And you do have some ailing old defensemen in Chicago. Duncan Keith, Brent Seabrook. Yeah. Aren't the most youngest players in all of the NHL. Remember when they were just on a different level. Like That was the most lethal defensive pairing in the league. I, those were the good days, man. Oh, my goodness. Bring me back to those days. I don't even have Gustafson on here. That was like the one name we kind of had different. Um, but it does make sense for him to stay in Chicago, I think, as well. And if after that trade, too, with Zadorov, he's got to be playing with Zadorov. So I'll go to number 18, who we had as the same still, and that's Justin Braun. And I have Justin Braun signing with the Philadelphia Flyers. And I think he's going to sign the Flyers because who is it that just retired? What's it? Braden Coburn. Braden Coburn. Or Matt Niskanen, excuse me. Matt no, Niskanen. yeah, Mis- Niskanen. It wasn't Coburn, yeah. It was Niskanen. So he just retired. I think they're in the need. Uh, the Flyers need a defenseman right now. Last year they played amazing. Overachieved. Really overachieved. Everyone did not think they were going to be that good. Um, adding a player like Justin Braun, who's a good big defenseman, I think that's just what they need. They're the Philadelphia Flyers. They're a rough team. To add someone like this is just makes sense for them. So that's where I think he's going to end up. Still not signed. Mm-hmm. What about you? Yeah, sources tell Pure Finesse that uh, Shane Goss is bears on the trade block in Philadelphia. Whoa, Whoa. wait, yes. what? Yes. So that I would not be – not that Philadelphia is cap crunched right now, but I would not be shocked to see Shane Goss's bear leave Philadelphia. Whoa. But Justin Braun, I have him going to Tampa Bay. Okay, yeah. Julian Brisbois. He's in a cap crunch himself in Tampa Bay, trying to figure out how to sign and re-sign players. We this saw was. that evidently with Tyler Johnson being bought out, which yeah. I think came as a shock to a lot of players. I think he had, a, I think he had a lot of trade market value. No, yeah, he does. He does, man. He's a really good but hockey. Player. Today he cleared ra- cleared waivers, so any team can sign him, yeah. whatever value they want. Who is in need of a second line center, which we have a lot of teams I think are in need of a second line center. Yeah, Buffalo Sabers. Um, <laughs> yeah, nice. But Justin, I, they're going to have to fill the hole of Shattenkirk. That someone's going to have to fill that hole. Zach Bogosian just left. So that's two defensemen off your top six in Tampa Bay. And I believe it is. Yeah, John Cooper likes to carry seven defensemen and 11 forwards. So 
I think it's a great fit, Justin Braun to, to Tampa Bay. Yeah, uh, yeah, that makes sense as well. We've said, we saw Shattenkirk leave Tampa Bay, so it's a good fit for him there too. And then who's at number 19 for you? Uh, I think it's the same, but I don't know if it is. Not yeah. former, I, we don't know if it's former or not, but Travis Hamannick. Yeah, yeah. Primarily of the Calgary Flames, former New York Islander as well. Yeah. I have him going to the Boston Bruins. How about yourself? I'm going – so, like, it's kind of the situation, like you talked about for Brendan Dillon. I think he's going to go to Colorado. And like we said with Isidore – That's Pringle, looking more and more likely. Exactly. So, one of those two I think are going to end up in Colorado. Just time will tell. We don't know exactly when it's going to happen or who it's going to be. But I think he's going to be a good fit in Colorado. He's a big guy uh, as well. He can fit that – fit what Zadorov. That's exactly my point, yeah. Exactly. So, Travis Hamannick for Colorado. And then who did you say you said Boston? Yeah, Boston, Boston. Bruins. Victoria Cruz, eh? that is a glaring hole exactly. in that top yeah. four. And don't know if they bring back Zidane Chara. But yeah. the one hint I don't have about Boston is that Travis – I don't know. Travis Hamannick isn't usually a top-line player because you have that right-handed shot defenseman already in Charlie McAvoy. So, yeah. But Travis Hamannick could play – that a huge shutdown pair with Brandon Carlo. One, two would be disgusting. That would be pretty nasty. But and then last we, one. But. We, we, yeah. Our final one. And I think it's the same here is Corey Crawford, who is like bottled by the Chicago Blackhawks kind of a long End time. Of an era. Yeah. It, it was, it was, wasn't like a shock to me because I kind of figured that Chicago would move on from him. Uh, as they did sign Kubelik, Dominic Kubelik, and Malcolm Subban to two-year contract deals. So, having Subban, they got to get rid of someone. Corey Crawford, their old man. I thought he was going to go to the San Jose Sharks, where Jones is, Martin Jones is. And Devin Dubnik. And Devin Dubnik now. So, it doesn't look – it didn't make much sense. But he did actually set, uh, sign with the New Jersey Devils at two years at $3.9 million. And when you look at Corey Crawford and then you look at Brayden Holtby's contract. Compared, it's pretty similar. It's very similar. It's not, and not I would say that, that's a great comparison because I think those players play – I think they're about the same than what people think about them. Yeah. Honestly, Corey – like, get me wrong. I think Corey Crawford is underrated and Brayden Holtby is overrated, but they're both the same caliber of goaltender. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But they, I think that New Jersey deal was all sparked because they draw, they, I would, say they bought out, excuse me, Corey Schneider. Yeah, exactly. Is the biggest flash in the pan in NHL history. Yeah, like seriously, like he, they, Vancouver chose him over Luongo. And Luongo was like, come on, how do you like Luongo's Luongo? That was just a bad move. So Corey Crawford now is going to mentor their young goaltender Mackenzie Blackwood, who led all rookies and wins last year for goalies. So I think that's a great fit in New Jersey. I don't know if they're uh, going to be making a push for the playoffs or not. But, yeah, Corey Crawford's winding down his career. He's won his cups. He's won his hardware. He's made his money. So it's just it's a good fit. But I had him going to Calgary because I didn't think his winning was over. But we now know that Jacob Markstrom, I, just, I thought he was going to Chicago, but now he is going to Calgary. So I thought Corey, like, another veteran presence who knows how to win, like just like Edmonton needs, I think Calgary needed it. But, yeah. Jacob Markstrom, I guess, is the guy. And there's – so there are other big moves. We'll move – like, I'll just name a few of the kind of bigger names. Like, that's like casual hockey fans will really know because there's been a lot, obviously. Um, sticking with the Flames and goaltenders, they signed Louis Domingue to a one-year contract, mm -hmm. the Calgary Flames. So that, that raises question marks with Big Save Dave. Exactly. So what's going to happen with David Riddick? We don't know. 
but Deming and Markstrom, both young goalies, they're not they're not very old. They're not they're still in like their peak of their career. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, Mr. Game Seven, Justin Williams, retired from the NHL today. That's an end of an era for sure. Uh, it's good to see him. Like he did at least he won. Didn't he win the cup? Absolutely, LA Kings with LA Kings. Okay, yeah, exactly. That's what I thought. Oh, he's got to win him. He's had to win a cup. So he retired. Uh, like I just mentioned, Dominic Kubelik and Malcolm Subban signed a two-year contract with Chicago. Jay mentioned this. Burkowski signed two years with Colorado and Salamaki for one year. Miko Koivu, he signed yeah, a one- end of year for Minnesota. Yeah, and he signs one year with the Blue Jackets. Blue Jackets bringing bring that veteran presence. Uh, I think he'll mesh well with Tortorella, honestly, and just – both bring like le- different leadership styles. And I think it'll be good for Columbus in the locker room. Uh, Jay said Kadobin three more years with the Dallas Stars. Uh, it was, he's, he's not been, going home. He, he played terrific for them in the bubble. They chose him over Ben Bishop. Uh, I think he well de- he was well deserving of that contract for sure. Um, Detroit, like we said, signed Thomas Grace. They're potentially number one new goaltender to two years. And they saw in Bobby Ryan. Uh, former King Clancy, like just previous King Clancy. Bill Masterton. Bill Masterton. Oh, Bill Masterton. That's what it is. I get all these ones mixed up. Um, from Ottawa, he signs one year with the Detroit. Um, the Edmonton Oilers made a few big moves. They signed Mike Smith to one year. Also signing one year is Tyler Ennis. And yeah, but the I, other contract I want to talk about, Malcolm, is the one you're about to bring up, I hope. Is Kyle Turris yes. to two years. Yes. Great so, signing. It's a great yeah. signing. I think so too. What do you think about that one specific? I wanted you. It's amazing. That was a good point. Kyle, like I'm sure Ottawa Senators fans know how good Kyle Turris is. Insane. I'm sure Arizona Coyotes fans know how good Kyle Turris is. And he's yeah. now matched with his former coach and Dave Tippett. So he knows how to get the best of him. And Edmonton is, need, is in need of secondary scoring because just McDavid and Dryas just can't do it all for them. And Kyle, Kyle Turris is going to be a great player. Edmonton. I don't think he was a good fit in Nashville. He was still mm-hmm. good in Nashville, but it didn't really like suit him, you know? And like you said, being with his old coach, I think that's going to work really well. Uh, one player who we haven't brought up on at all in our top 20, but I think we would have liked to change that after he was bought out by the Ottawa Senators is Anthony Duclair. Yeah, man. What and he man? hasn't been signed anywhere. What, like, uh, just not, really not to put you on the spot, but where do you think he's going to be ending up? Yeah, now I have to really think. He should go anywhere. I don't know why the Sens honestly let him go. That doesn't make any sense to me. After Kachuk, he was like the best offensive player, like who was a forward other than Shabbat. Um, where would he go? Try to think. Just I, I think like just a couple teams who I think would show should show interest. Yeah, is the Predators for one. Okay. Yeah. I would think Columbus has to circle back. I was gonna say Columbus too. Because I think he'll Forts go back. And Duclair are like this. Yeah. Like Montreal, I was going to say Montreal, but I didn't want to be a bit biased. Um, I like Vancouver. Vancouver's good. I like um, and just I like Anaheim. Like if you're going to try to make a push for Shattenkirk, I like Anaheim. Anaheim's a good one too. He declares just a talent that just can't go waste. Like he can't not play. Hopefully, he does get signed somewhere. I would have added him in top twenty for sure over Hank. And watch out, Detroit. Detroit, yeah, Detroit. But you know what? Good. They have some pretty good deaf wingers. If you know make Duclair center, who knows? Yeah. Some but, other names, too, here. Cam Talbot, he signed three years to Minnesota. Um, he's going to be the starter there. Yeah, he will be the starter there after they got rid of Devin Dumnik. Um, Josh Anderson signed seven years with the Canadians, like we said. And they also signed Victor Mete to a year. Uh, hopefully Bargain. For under $800,000? Yeah, exactly. 
Um, former another senator who's gone and gone to the Preds, Mark Boriecki. Moral cop. Yeah, moral cop. Two years to the Preds. Not a big one for all the, the you hockey fans, but for Sens fans, if you're watching, big deal. He's gone. That's a big deal. Grew up in Ottawa and everything. Uh, Keith Kincaid and Jack Johnson both joined the Rangers. Uh, Keith Kincaid, obviously, I think can be kind of a backup kind of goaltender uh, with their new emerging Eeyore in that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't say his last name. Matt Murray said Just four years. Again? Yeah. <laughs> four, Matt Murray, four years with the Sens. Like you said, Wayne Simmons and Jason Spetzel, one year with the Leafs. Those were like the biggest deals that I can and think of. And the King, like we predicted, is going to Washington. Yeah, that was the only one I got right. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Cop out. And he's not going to be the starter. It's going to be Samsonov. Yo, it's going to be Samsonov for sure. He is insanely good. You got to stick with the younger goalies nowadays. These older goalies, they're not doing the best for all these teams. But we're still working hard to bring the (laughs) updates before Sportsnet TSM Bleach Report, the score. Still working hard. Hopefully it'll be over by the end of next week because Real life has to take effect. But until then, we'll, we'll be keep bringing up more news on NHL free agency. But we stick with ending weekly recaps with game picks, NFL, switching gears. Mm-hmm. Good weekend for the kid. Went 12-2 and two in his picks. How about you? I went 11-3, and three, so still leading you overall. But... Yeah, nice. Fun bad week. But we'll, we'll get him on real quick because I'm sure we rambled <laughs> on a bit on NHL free agency. So, first up, Jacksonville Jaguars, Houston Texans. Houston, first game for Romeo Cornell as head coach. They are 0-4. They need to go to 1-4, no? They need to. And I think Jacksonville's perfect team to do it against. Yeah, I think Houston wins, right? So, I think, yeah. Houston wins, hands down, in my opinion. Absolutely. Uh, Carolina Panthers, Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta still 0-4. Carolina, surprisingly, 2-2. Yeah, so this is another thing, the 0-4 team, like where they're in need of a win, and it's about time that they get a win. I think Atlanta's able to do it. Their offense is insanely good. Their defense is just really banged up, but Carolina doesn't have – they have Teddy, Bridgewater, DJ Moore, not a lot of and, – and Robbie Anderson. And CMC still, still off. Mike Davis is in. They're not the most offensively talented, so I don't think it's going to be a – Big struggle, but it's still going to be a struggle for Atlanta defense, but I do see Atlanta pulling this one out and winning. I would start every Carolina Panthers receiver for this game because yeah. Atlanta's secondary is just – but I'm sure they should be getting A.J. Terrell back. Obviously, he's, he was put on COVID-19 reserve list. He should be back for this game. Still start any – Robbie Anderson, D.J. Moore, Curtis Samuel, start them. Carolina goes to 1-4, I think. Or, no, excuse me, Atlanta goes to 1-4. Yeah. That's the team I want to say. I don't see much of Carolina's defense that could stop Matt Ryan because Matt Ryan is having a great season, quietly having a great season because his team is 0-4. Yeah. Cincinnati against Baltimore. Baltimore, Joe Burrow against Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson's missed a couple of games of practice, knee injury, illness. Does that stop Baltimore? Uh, they have Trace McSorley if they need him, so I think he'll come in. <laughs> no, but I, it's come on. It's Baltimore-Cincinnati. I think Baltimore – this only real competition, like where they're going to have a struggle, is what we saw with Kansas City. So I take Baltimore over Cincinnati. Yeah, we, from the Monday night game, we now know that Lamar Jackson isn't invincible. If you keep him in the pocket, make him throw, have some problems. But the defensive front in Cincinnati, I think, will not, it, there's no contest. Baltimore yeah. wins. Uh, Las Vegas Raiders against Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City trying to stay undefeated against Las Vegas. Las Vegas should get back Trent Brown. They're that's their highest paid offensive tackle in football. 
he should be back for this game. Uh, did they make an upset against Kansas City? I think Kansas City wins this one. It's not like a hands-down type of win, but I think Kansas City well, should. I would say it is because Kansas City is favored by 12 points in this game. 12? That's yeah. too far from me. That's disrespectful. Too much me. Disrespectful, I think. That is very disrespectful. Uh, Henry Ruggs is still a question mark for Las Vegas. He hasn't played the last two games. Hurting fantasy owners like myself. Okay. But I would start Nicole Hardman if you have him in your leagues. I think Jonathan Abram is going to be locked on Tyreek Hill or Travis Kelsey the whole game. So, Nicole Hardman, I think, is primed at the big one. I think the upset. Las Vegas, I think, wins this game. Actually, no one knows. Is it, is it in Kansas City? Let me see. It is. Never mind. Kansas City wins. They go 5-0. and <laughs> Arizona Cardinals against the New York Jets. We were kind of concerned if this game was going to happen or not due to false positives on New false York positives. side of the ball. Yeah. Uh, Arizona favored by seven. Do they get back to they, they get back to their winning ways? Go to three and two because I think it's a shock that they're two and two. Yes, the Jets are going zero and sixteen. Uh, so every team that faces the Jets, if you watch those four, or the defense, it's the, the lock of the week every week is whoever's playing the Jets. Okay, that's just what it is. Could be Jacksonville, could be Miami. It's whoever's playing the Jets. The Jets suck. They do have Le'Veon coming back this week. Uh, Joe Flacco was your starting quarterback for New York this week. Yeah, because Darnold's out with his shoulder, so it's juking the entire Denver Broncos defense while while doing it too. Not a big deal. Easy one for me, Arizona. Yeah, don't have to argue that one too much. Philly against Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania teams. Pittsburgh is going to let fans in. Six thousand, I believe, are going to watch them play. So I know everyone's going to be seeing terrible towels. Philly beat San Francisco, who we both predicted to win under uh, to make an upset. Uh, do they continue against Pittsburgh, who are favored by seven? You don't beat the Iron Curtain part two. You don't beat them. I'm sorry. You have Big Ben. He's ready to go. They've had a week off. They've had a week to prepare for this, like another whole week off. They're just ready to pound these guys into the ground. Pittsburgh over Philly. Don't Yeah, I, I think there's no question on that one either. Yeah. LA Rams, Washington football team. I think uh, who they, New York Giants gave the LA Rams a run for their money last week. They gave did. them under 20 points. Rams favored by seven. Uh, I believe Kyle Allen is your starting quarterback for the Washington football team. And who would have thought I'd be saying this one? Alex Smith is the backup. Yeah. Wow. I'd love to see that because he's had a road to recovery after his leg injury, like almost died, almost amputated injury. So to see him backing up is phenomenal. I love to see it. But I, LA Rams, I think, are just – Leaps and yeah. bounds ahead of Washington, so I think there's no dispute there either, no? Not even questioning it, yeah. Great. Uh, Miami Dolphins against San Francisco 49ers, 4 o'clock game. San Fran getting Jimmy G back. Yeah, so I uh, think. They're fair by 8.5. Does Fitzpatrick have some Fitz magic in him to pull off an upset? I don't think so. You had Mullins throwing to Kittle last game, and look what Kittle could do. You have Jimmy G ready to throw it back to. Um, it depends. If you have Moster coming back, you still have McKinnon in the backfield for – San Fran, who's been playing good as well. So I don't think Miami can really pull out any type of magic. This is the last game for Fitzpatrick in Miami. I think Tua starts week seven, week six. Jeez, that will be fun to see. Mm -hmm. So San Francisco wins. Uh, We get to the 40-25 games. We'll get to the big one after. New York Giants, Dallas Cowboys, New York searching for their first win. Dallas favored by eight and a half after giving up 49 to the Browns, which I believe – we're There's good. No shock. There's no but shock. We're, they're, they're, we're good. They're good. But 49 is quite an, excessive, if you ask me. Uh, big, crazy, quick stat of the day, just uh, for Browns fans here listening. 
Do you know the last two teams put up 49 against the Cowboys were, Malcolm? Yes, there are two teams, the Denver Broncos and the, what oh, were they, the yeah. Eagles or something? The Eagles, they yes. both won the Super Bowl that year. No, they both made the Super Bowl. They didn't win oh, I thought the Super they Bowl. won they, the Super Bowl. No, they both lost the Super Bowl, but I think a, uh, making the Super Bowl is a win for any team. So. Oh, yeah. I think the Giants get their first win of the season this week. Woo! That's the upset pass, of the week. Pass-heavy offense against a terrible secondary, I think, proves upset alert. I think Dallas. Dante Freeman. You start him this week. No, I think Dallas. I can't. You can't. The Giants suck. Both New York teams. Go to the Cowboys, man. The Cowboys the suck, offense. but their offense is just too good. Like, it's going to be another shootout. I don't think it'll be D. a shootout because the – no, listen to this. Because Cleveland's good, right? Cleveland has the weapons. The oh. Giants don't really have those weapons. Mm. The same big names, mm. same big guys. Mm. Even in the backfield, they have their injuries too. So, Dallas. I think, so. I think it's another shootout. Devontae Freeman goes off. Darius Slayton goes off. Jeez. And we all know about Dallas Cowboys weapons who will all go off at any given point. But yep. Giants teams, I don't know. The other 425 game is probably the best game of the week. Not to be a homer, but it's my Cleveland Browns against the it Indianapolis is. Colts. It's basically a pick on both three and one teams. Indy favored by only one. And I'm going to be sticking with Indy this week. And not because I'm a Cleveland Browns hater, which I am because I are. hate them to the depths of the earth. But I think Indy's defense is going to be too good. And I think their offense is actually going to be proven to be good too. Because I don't know, Philip Rivers is just a field general. And I think he's going to just take over and just show him that he's still got it. I think Indy takes it over Cleveland. Baker throws three picks. Hot take. Hot take. I would would like to say this was the first uh, time Baker Mayfield has not thrown picks in back-to-back games. I would like to say that, but I don't have the stats to back it up. But I wouldn't be surprised. Just to defer from you, I will say the Browns, but I really do think Atlanta, or excuse me, Indianapolis is going to win this. No Larry Ogunjobi for Cleveland, who is your defensive tackle. That's a big loss for them. Uh, very excited to see Jonathan Taylor play. I haven't really seen him play much at all this year just because of game watching. I would like to see Jonathan Taylor play once now. But, yeah, I think uh, Indianapolis Colts offense is severely underrated. Yeah. T.Y. Yeah. Hilton on this team, Naheem Hines, um, Quentin Nelson is the best guard in football. Mo Ali Cox has had his moments. He's been good. So I think Cleveland is gonna have a handful. And but it is in Cleveland. They are allowing fans in, so maybe you can play with your head a little bit. And he doesn't have any fans in Indianapolis, but oh, it's gonna be the best game of the week. Sunday nighter, Minnesota against Seattle. Seattle favored by seven. I think we both have the yeah. Okay, we don't have to mention that one. Monday Nighters, doubleheader, Denver Broncos, New England Patriots. No spread yet for this one. It is slated for 5 o'clock. New England just opened their facility today after Stefan Gilmore tested positive. So watch out for Jerry Judy after mossing New York Jets on Thursday and, night. And Sir uh, Tim Patrick. Mm-hmm. He is someone to look out Quietly for. Ha- yeah, he had a huge game for Denver last week, but Mind you, it's the Jets, okay? So it's just it let's pump the brakes for a second yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, but we're both New England fans on this one? Yeah, I am. But the original Monday Nighter slated 8-15, New Orleans Saints, LA Chargers. New Orleans favored by eight. Justin Herbert is now is going to be the starter. I hate Anthony Lynn for this now because he did say that Tyrod Taylor was going to get the job when he came back. I Apparently am. not. Pissing me off. Tyrod deserves better, man. So are we with New Orleans or are we with LA? I'm with New Orleans. I think New Orleans, they're still without Eckler. And they Long have, term. And they have Josh 
Kelly, who's been fumbling the ball a few times, if you listen to Adam Rank on your fantasy apps. So I don't think that they're going to have a lot of run game, even with New Orleans as like the best run stopper in defense, one of the best in the league. I don't think they have a lot of success through the air either. So, yeah, New Orleans over L.A. We're still waiting to see Mike Thomas come back. Yeah. Like, I've been hurting to see he Mike Thomas He could come back, back this week. He could. This, is, this should be a week four because, you know, L.A. Chargers team isn't the most deep in the secondary part of things. So, I think this is a good week for Mike Thomas to come back. And we now slate to a Tuesday night NFL game, which we rarely say. It's Buffalo against Tennessee, which I think is, an, is another good matchup. It's a very good game, if you ask me. But no spread out, no spread out on it. So who wins? Does Tennessee stay? Un- who? Excuse me. Who stays undefeated? Buffalo. Josh Allen is playing, like I said last week, is playing at an elite level, MVP caliber type of level. Stephon Diggs is making catches like crazy. Devin Singletary's running the ball good. Their defense is playing okay. Not uh, yeah, that is a question mark. Uh, they're playing okay, but their offense is playing great. They have Cole Beasley as well. Um, who's their other receiver? John Brown. John Brown. John Brown. They're all, those three guys are playing great. Tyler Croft is their tight end? Yes. Yeah, so he's been playing decent as well. Not really as much, but I just love uh, the trio of Allen Singletary and Biggs. I love them all. I think they're going to be playing great, and I have Buffalo over Tennessee. I think Tennessee wins. The Only if we hear who has and who isn't playing because of COVID. Because well, there's, a lot of, isn't. there's a lot of big-name players who have caught COVID on Tennessee. Adam Humphreys being one of them. But I think Derrick Henry is going to have an absolute field day with Buffalo's defense because we know yeah. how shaky that team is right now defensively. I think it's going to be a very close game. Jonu Smith, I think, is poised for a big one. Uh, but I, th- I do think Tennessee remains undefeated and give Buffalo their first loss. I think they had, they had a tough time with Las Vegas. Yeah, that's true. And their defense is subpar at best as well. And I think Tennessee's defense is a bit better than Vegas. But that will wrap up the game picks and free agency. Hopefully we'll have more news for you coming on the free agency side of things in the NHL. Yeah, because there's nothing we don't want more than to see dominoes fall and see big money contracts laying on the table. And so, we can guarantee you, most of these players will be, be making more money than who? <laughs> Cam Newton. Yeah, you're funny. Even the lower end players are getting more than even. You know what? The one player who is not getting more money than Cam Newton, Jason Spencer. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Who deserves more, honestly. But, but yeah, we'll, we keep, we'll break the news for you first before anyone else does. So keep your the notifications on IG. to see, oh, Beer for Nestor, oh, IG story. That must be a new trade, new signing. Because it's happening first before you hear anywhere else. Yeah, you hear so, it there first, no doubt about it. Until next time, it's Jacob. And Cole.